Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Always Aggressive Podcast. I'm Hunter Massengill, alongside head coach Tony Ursuline, as always. Tanner to the side, Corey, behind the scenes. Uh, coming off of a win this past weekend, only one duel to, to big talk win. about. This weekend, a big win for sure, uh, 18-14 over the Fighting Illini. Last time we beat the Fighting Illini all the way back in 2010, 09-10 season. I did uh, not realize that until... Yeah. Uh, he was always good for the stats. I told him. I told, I told him after the duel. Yeah. Well, actually, Sean Meehan at Big Ten Network, the producer for for the duel, he uh, he's texting me in the middle of the duel and he's like, "Hey, when's the last time you guys beat Illinois in Champaign?" Yeah. And I said, you know, I looked it up and uh, turned out last time we beat Illinois was in Champaign. And and it, prior to that one, I wasn't able to find one going back to '99. I can. I, I've got it somewhere. I'm sure that it's not that much farther, but. Either way, still a big win, 18-14. Uh, we'll talk about some uh, specifics, specific matches in a moment. But an exciting one, went back and forth uh, uh, with team points, came down to the final match with Thomas Manola, uh winner of the match, wins the duel. Saw the same thing against uh, Rutgers a few weeks ago with Parker Phileas. Yep. Uh, overall, how, how did you like your team's performance on Friday, Sunday? Yeah, Sunday. no, it was, it, was, it was great, right? I mean, it was fun um, to win a duel like that, especially at the end of the year. Um, you know, with three guys out, you know, we had as many as three starters out there and to have Thomas once again come through was, was really big. I thought if you, if you look at the energy on the bench and, and our guys towards the end of that duel, you know, it was, it was just, it was a great energy and a great kind of environment to be, you know, to be in. And I really, you know, Thomas, you know, embraces that, you know, I, I think I turned around right before he walked out and I said, Hey man, this is why you come to college. Right. And you know, he, he looked relaxed. I mean, certainly he was jacked up and intense, right? Like he's just that kind of a kid. But, man, he looked like, hey, yeah, I'm ready. This is going to be fun. Well, well, we've talked about before how big it is for the lighter weights, 25 and 33s, to go out there and, and set the tone for the match. What we don't talk about a lot is the back end, the 97s and 85s, that could end up having the weight of the, the duel on their shoulders, which we've seen a couple times. And like we just talked about, Parker Phileas had it a few weeks ago at Rutgers, but happens more often than not that, it comes down to those final matches that your team wins or loses based off of whether you win or lose. Yeah, you know, and you feel good, especially with a guy like Thomas Panola, because he trains so hard. We've talked about it before, but and he trains hard and he, he lives right, he thinks right, you know, he mm-hmm. just he's about it. And so you want it in those kind of guys' hands. You know what I mean? And and you can just see he's creating belief mm-hmm. uh, within himself as he goes. And that's it's been a great thing to kind of see his evolution from uh, 197 you know, back in November right. to, to where he's at now in February at heavyweight. And so. His dedication to his craft has been incredible. Yes. Um, and the fact that, like, you look at, you know, he's been a huge project for, for Elaine and Ryan. That's the know, word I was going to use was project. Yeah, no, they, project. And, they, and they've gone nuts about it. It's been so yeah. fun to watch that. I mean, usually Elaine gets all giddy and, like, rubs her hands together and, like, gets, you know, she gets all dialed in when you yeah. talk about the fact that, um, you know, putting – putting the weight on somebody as opposed to trying to keep it off and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. But it's been cool. You know, I logged the weigh-in sheets into, into track wrestling and uh, watching his number slowly go up, slowly go up. And, and, and Sunday even was the highest he's weighed in at all season. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so he, uh, the work never stops for that kid. It's awesome. Uh, well, Parker Phileas, uh, as we were just talking about, who got the, you know, the closeout win against Rutgers a few weeks ago, uh, got another win, a big win yesterday over number 13 at 141. Uh, that match was tied, the overall match tied at 3-3. He was down 4-2 to when he got that throw and got the takedown, got the back points. That was a complete change in the match uh, for, mm-hmm. for Parker. Yeah, no, uh, 
that kid, you, you, you've kind of been able to see this coming, you know, similar to Thomas, but, you know, Parker's quietly having what I would call a very solid year. Yeah. He was just missing maybe that really signature win that, that he's worked so, so hard. Yeah, and, and so to see him get that um, just kind of puts a stamp on what we've been seeing in the room and even in, in his performances. And he was a little short against Moran. Um, you know, in the duel against Wisconsin, which would, you know, an opportunity to be, have another signature win. But you can just see it coming, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so it's not a surprise to us. But at the same time, you know, that's really big for Parker. Like, he has every, every reason and every right to be very confident heading into the, the postseason part now. You know, he should feel really good about his preparation and his performances and, and even mentally where he's at. I, you know, I was just, you know, talking with Coach Shop prior to walking in here and we were talking about kind of, you know, his mental state seems to be really strong right now. He's in a very good place and, and we're, we're really excited for him. Well, I think all of these matches uh, speak to where the team is at and, you know, what they have on deck for him in the next couple weeks. We'll get to that in a moment, though. Uh, first, I don't want to breeze over a couple more with Max Lyon. Got yeah. a huge win as well, too, for him. He had lost his last four yeah. going into Sunday, so not only was it a big win because it was a, it was a good opponent, but also a big win because he needed one to close out the season before what we've got on deck come out. Yeah, it's just been um, a month of small little improvements for Max, you know, just taking care of some little details. You know, he gives you every, everything he has. You know, he's, he's a great kid with his attitude and his diet and how he comes in and approaches his workouts. Like, just no complaints there. It was just little technical things that, that we were trying to clean up. And, and, you know, those things don't get fixed overnight. Mm -hmm. And so he's been really putting in the time. Uh, in the work to correct these little positional things, whether it's, you know, maybe, you know, how he gets into his tie or, you know, how he's covering his ankles from bottom, just, just different things. And, and it was just a very complete match where you saw these little things he's been working on all kind of click for him. So I just, you know, again, excited that he seems to be peaking and doing some of his best wrestling at the right time. Yeah. Uh, same thing with Dylan Lighty. Dylan Lighty getting a win. Stop me if you've heard that before. Uh, closing in, out. in overtime. Stop in me overtime. if you've heard, you heard that before. Yeah. Uh, improving to undefeated in mm -hmm. overtime matches, which is incredible for him. Only one loss on the season. Closes out the regular season, obviously, on Sunday. So only one loss on an incredible season and seems to be uh, setting himself up, you know, don't want to speculate too much, but with a stalemate that has been in the at top of 174, probably a three seed come Big Ten time, it's going to be uh, exciting to watch him, you know, especially we talked about a couple weeks ago, peaking over the next couple weeks. It's going to be exciting to see where he gets to because he just closed out 28-1 yeah. over the regular season. No doubt. I mean, great year. Uh, still challenges, right? I think some people think, you know, when you have a 28-1 record that it was an easy year and lots of challenges. Holy you know what I mean? The, the, the Big That's Ten it. is a grind every night. And he's just been a guy that has been really good in those tough situations, you know, going deep into matches and finding ways to score. Um, so, you know, still, still a, a great year, but I still feel like his best wrestling is in front of him. Um, when, he, when he knows he needs to score, or he has a little more sense of urgency, man, he gets it done. Mm -hmm. And we just want to have that sense of urgency just a little sooner. He knows it. I think, you know, when you saw Dylan come off, you know, there was a, there was a look of, you know, he was, he, he was not happy with himself. Right. You know, he was like, again, when he had to and he had that sense of urgency, he went and he got it. I think he realized that he had some of those same looks or situations earlier in the match where he could have pulled the trigger. Mm -hmm. And so we just want to keep encouraging that. He's, he's in a really good spot. Um, you know, I think I've told the guys, 
um, that very little is going to change, you know, for us. We're certainly going to peak. We're going to sharpen in right. terms of, uh, you know, mentally and physically and those little skill sets that we have for, for match plans. But very little is going to change because, you know, we feel like we've been doing a great job all year. And so it's just sharpening those skill sets. So for him, it's not doing a lot different, man. It's maybe setting that tone a little earlier because when he does, it opens the match up from up for him in ways that are, are really impressive. Mm -hmm. I, I actually had showed Corey the video. You talked about him being at, after the match against Illinois. I showed Corey the video and I caught it on, you know, he finishes the takedown, he gets up and he looks at the bench and he starts shaking his head at himself. Mm -hmm. And he's, I mean, you could just tell like, winning's, winning's not enough for this kid right now. It's, it's, about, it's about doing everything the right way and, mm -hmm. and getting to that earlier. And, and like you said, you know, if he can get those takedowns in the first or second period and make a guy come after him, that's when Dylan, I think, gets really dangerous. Yeah. Well, I think, to for you as a coach, it has to be those types of matches have to be anxiety ridden for you, just because, <laughs> just be, not only because you're going to sudden victory, but also because you see what he does in sudden victory, where he comes out like he shot out of a cannon in sudden victory. If you can find a way to get them to manifest that at the beginning of the third period, or maybe with a minute to go in the third period instead of waiting until that you know do or die situation where if it doesn't go your way that you lose the match yeah you do, know, we hip, do we hypnotize him and tell him that it's sudden victory right when he starts the match is there yeah. a way to do that yep. hypnosis is the way i think it it's interesting for me i guess when you say you know the anxiety with these tight situations honestly it's not the score um with me and and 90 of the guys honestly it's mm -hmm. It's honestly the tone of the match. Right. The score can stay close in some certain situations, but if your guys are coming out and they're on their motion or they're under their ties and they're creating the action and they're attacking, right? If there's that kind of action or that tone of the match early, I feel much better about it because right. I know, hey, we're in shape and, and we can score points, and, but we've got to set that tone. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what I look for with a guy like, like Dylan. You know, and, and honestly, the rest of our team, you know, in different ways for different people, but with Dylan, I know if we come out and, and we're attacking and, and you know making the commitment to get our hands to the leg or on our fakes and snapping and to our hooks or whatever it is, you know, whatever his tie he's looking for, I feel much better about the match. You know, if if it's a very subdued sitting back kind of a match, then yeah, you're like, hey, we gotta get our motor running, we gotta get into the flow of the match and mm -hmm. force the guy to keep up with us. So honestly, it's not a score thing as much as it is kind of what the tone and the tempo of the match is, um, from my standpoint. Yeah. Well, Great season overall. Uh, oh, don't skip on, don't skip Thomas. Don't skip Thomas. Well, I didn't know if we had already talked about no, Thomas at the beginning. Come on, we can't. <laughs> come on, that match was awesome. It, I mean, he it, wants some love for uh, for the you man. You always huh? want to talk we, about Thomas, we, man. It, we, that's exactly why I didn't bring gotta, it up. We gotta I feel go like to his match. I'm beating a dead horse no. talking, about, talking about Thomas Panola. Thomas Panola is an incredible wrestler at heavyweight. Not only an incredible wrestler, <laughs> the firepower that he has in third periods, and I mean. Like you said, he's a project, so it's just fun to watch him grow. Every single match he steps out there, he looks bigger, he feels like, it looks like he lasts longer in, in each match. Yeah. It's, it's just fun to watch. I want to hear Erzlin's take on the first 30 seconds of that match at heavyweight <laughs> on Sunday. Because I know what I saw, and I thought I was laughing hysterically. So I want to know what you were thinking when you watched him come out in that match against Luffman. I was just thinking, don't headbutt him. <laughs> 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 so he I'm went, gonna be, he went listen, super man, low. Hey, I mean, I get I'm, it. In I all honesty it. here, right? In all honesty, 
And, and I'm not <laughs> saying that because Thomas is Thomas is not a dirty no, wrestler. Not a, he's not going out looking for it. But he but goes hard. He goes hard, and he's he's moving forward, and he wants to be in your face. And I was just thinking, hey man, let's let's just get our hands in the right spot and and, and beat him up with our hands and not make contact with our head because. Um, you, you don't want something unfortunate like that to end a match. Like right. we go back to Wisconsin, right? Like that, right. we didn't have a chance to win the match because of it. So there was the, the intensity of that hand fight in the first thirty was really strong. I mean, you go back and you watch, and the hands were fl- were flying. And Thomas, he he got a good heavy snap with his right hand. He got his left hand down the ankle and caught a nice pick. Finished clean on the edge, which you know that that's dicey. Maybe he gets out of the bounds on you, and. Um, but the really funny part for me, because it was, it was, I mean, he was super intense. And he got that takedown, and he's walking back, and we're all like, ride him, ride him. You take a little more juice out of him, because we know we got a lot of juice. And my man goes, neutral, neutral. <laughs> and I'm like, no, take him down. And I could just tell at that time, like, he was so jacked up. Oh, he was I think his adrenaline just went boom through the roof. Yeah. And he got so excited, he was like, neutral, I'm do it again. You know what I mean? And of course, you know, um, then they settled into the match, right? Yeah. But uh, you could just see that he was really jacked up, and that was funny to me because we were thinking, "All oh, right, great, we got a takedown. Let's keep him down, ride, and make him carry us for a little while here. Sure. You know, let's really make him work hard underneath." Take the weight, and he just put him right back up. He had like three seconds of riding time. I looked over his three. I was like, "What?" That was his call. He made, and he's and he's got to win the match. And I always tell the guys, "Listen, look over to us." We're going to tell you what we think. Just remember, though, at all times, you've got to win the match. So if, you, mm-hmm. if you've got a strong belief in your head one way or the other, you, you're the guy. I can't have you out there keeping him down but not believing because I told you. You know, you got to be all in on this. Also, so. if you're, if you're going to do that call and ignore the bench, you better be right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. There's, yes. That, there's that. But, um, no pressure. But, no, nah, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was, you know, after we won, it was, you know, we can laugh about it now. But right. I, when he came off, I was like, buddy, why didn't you keep him down? You know what I mean? And he was like, got excited, coach. <laughs> well, <laughs> At least he's honest. He, yeah, he was, <laughs> he's he was honest. honest. So um, one thing I do want to say about the duel before we move on, because I know we, we've talked a lot about Thomas. we talked a lot about some of these signature wins. But I thought it was a great team win up 100%. and down that lineup. Sure. Even guys who lost, okay? No easy outs. Gave, yeah, they were tough outs. They gave us a lot, you know what I mean? Um, and so I do want to give love. Obviously, Devin, been doing it all year. Um, you know, 24 and 4. Wrestled a very disciplined match. You know, we, yeah, we want to find ways to our offense from our feet, but that kid dropping down to his knee is hard to engage in some ways. We'll be better next time with it because we've seen it. Um, but I thought Devin wrestled a very disciplined match. Um, uh, Travis, you know, he's getting better. Had a highly ranked guy. He's mm-hmm. he's competing. He's 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 out there giving us everything he has, and he's going to be better because of it. Um, and we talked about Parker. Um, you know, Griffin, nice win for him. Controlled the match throughout. Nice to get him back um, going that way. Nate gave us a really mm-hmm. if he if he he was in on the legs several times. Right, he gave up the early takedown in the first thirty seconds. But then after that, I thought it was Nate who took the fight to uh, to the Illinois guy and was really a finish away, one finish away from doing great. He's up, you know. So that was I was really proud of Nate. Um, you know, Tanner Webster's been in there for a while now. You know, working hard for us. So. I just thought it was a really good team win. Jared Florell, yep. um, you know, got to get off bottom. You know, he knows it. Um, but but I just was really happy. It was a great team win. 
um, uh, from that standpoint. And everybody had a piece in it, even guys who had come up a little short in their matches. Even so. guys that come up short, but don't give up bonus points. Yeah, and, I, and I thought major, that was just, you that. know, that's important, right? And, the, and that dual meet, and the, what the dual meet is and the environment, and we've talked a lot about it. Um, I thought that was a great environment, you know, and a great team win, you know, in quotes. So I don't want that to go unnoticed. I know we talk a lot about some of these guys who win, but there was guys who lost that competed very well, and, um, you know, they'll be better because of it. One point I wanted to make, going back to Panola for just a moment, talking about how he, uh, emotions kind of, the adrenaline is what got him into the second period, talking about him taking neutral. Is that something that you have to work with a lot of younger guys on, is being able to manage those emotions? And when you have a big first period, or you have a first period that, that really went your way, to be able to take that five or 10 seconds between periods and calm yourself back down, bring yourself back down, that way you don't, you know, whether or not it was the right decision to go neutral and that, and that is right. up for debate, but to let them settle down and know that, just keep your head in the match, don't, don't uh, get ahead of yourself too much. Yeah, I mean, we, we've said it a lot here, I believe as well, it's, it's stay in the moment, right? I mean, that's what it is. It truly is always just stay in the moment and wrestle the situation for what it is. Uh, when you start looking ahead, you know what I mean? That's when you get yourself in trouble. And, and, that, and that's a key example where, you know, there's a, there's a situation the dual meet's gonna rest on this match and you come out and you get a takedown and man, boom, you're feeling great, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But again, you gotta think about what do I gotta do next? You know, that, that, that takedown done and gone, you know? Mm -hmm. You got two, great, but you can't dwell on it. I gotta wrestle the next 10 seconds or the next 20 seconds. What do I have to do to win that situation? And that's where he got a little excited and you know, um, his fight never wavered, like he kept going, right. but that truly, that's why we talk about it so much because you can't predict every situation. Some of it's good, some of, a lot of it we send around adversity, right? Like you go, you go out there, you get thrown on your back. You didn't see that happening. Mm -hmm. Now we've got to come back. So instead of putting our head down and going away and thinking I can't win, man, we've still got say six minutes left in this match. Let's go wrestle the next six minutes. Yeah. Okay, and let's find out what that is gonna be. And so truly it, it, it's coach speak, I get it, but it's, hey man, it's stay in the moment, good or bad. It's just, let's wrestle the next situation. You talked a little bit earlier, <clears throat> two different sort of sides of this coin. I'm thinking, you know, you got you got Lighty, where sometimes in matches you can tell the, the energy might not be there. You don't have the opportunity to call a timeout and get in his ear and say, let's go, raise it up. Mm -hmm. You don't have a timeout to call Thomas over and say, hey, chill out a little bit. Like, you can't go talk to your you can't that, go talk to your pitcher like in baseball yeah, no, or, or get a or get a, get a twenty. To, like you can coach. Yeah, they may or may not hear you or listen. I mean, that seven minutes is theirs. Go. Yeah, it's right. That's why all of the work is is taking place now or throughout part of the season, and that's mm -hmm. why very little will change going into nationals because it's it's an everyday thing, and and that and I truly believe that. I mean, I get it's it's boring sometimes because it just it's not a sexy answer, but um, <laughs> it's what it is. Like you know, the people you, want the sexy answers. I get, Tony. Yeah, I, I get it, man. Like you know, um, 
you know, we, we all can't 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 slap our guys in the face like Coach Vega does the Phillies before we send them out. <laughs> I hope people you know. saw that. I hope, I hope people saw that on Twitter. We did a gif wow. of uh, of Leroy smacking Parker around, Ooh. which he does before every match. Yeah, yeah. And Parker wants him. Par- it's, don't it's, give me, don't get it wrong. It's invited. It's invited. You know, yes, that's uh, Parker's last piece of preparation. Vega's nine year old recorded it before the the uh, Nebraska match, and Vega sent it to me, and I turned it into a, I sped it up and that's turned great. it into a gif. It's pretty funny. Yep. But I'm sure there's some guys out there that kind of live and die by that adrenaline, too, that there's some guys that go out there. We've seen it already uh, this season, especially guys, you know, if you have a big third period that, that carries over into sudden victory or mm-hmm. you, you need that adrenaline to keep someone going. If they had a first or second period that didn't go their way, they, they go nuts in the third period. They need that adrenaline and you don't want to calm them down because that you, you really think in that situation – this guy is not losing this match because he's got everything going his way and his mindset. Like he, yep. he's not going to give up here. You want you want your guys to stay in their best state. Um, and I and I the way I talk to our guys about it, it's like a number. Okay, mm-hmm. with say one is you're you're sleepy, you're almost dead out, and ten is you're really super intense, the most intense you can possibly be. You know where on that spectrum is your is your number you know is it a seven is it a six you know do you like to be a five where you're pretty loose and almost somebody's joking with you before you go out because that's your best you know what i mean mm-hmm. it keeps keeps that competition anxiety down a little bit and you're a little more relaxed and that's your best or are you like a panola where you know you're pretty intense like you're it's blinders on straight ahead and mm-hmm. i'm you know this is nothing else i'm ready to chew on steel here and so that's you got to think of it that way because that's where you want your kids. Mm-hmm. You don't want them to get out of that number. If you're not an intense kid, I don't want you at a nine if you're normally a six. Let's say, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I get you may have been real, like, you may have got the last takedown and you're super jacked that you got it. And now we're going OT. But if you're so jacked up, you come running high and your hands are high and you walk right into a shot, yeah. that adrenaline didn't do you any good. Mm-hmm. You being excited didn't do you any good. You got to be smart and you got to be composed. So I want you at your best. And what that looks like in terms of your emotional state is what you got to realize. You can't say, oh, great, I just got this takedown. I'm all jacked. Let's go. Ooh. Well, I just walked into a low single, and now match is over, sudden death, go home. Yeah. Well, you didn't get yourself back down to where you're going to wrestle hard and you're going to wrestle smart. So I think of it more that way. You know, Yes, you can have momentum, but you want to always be in your best emotional state to wrestle smart and still wrestle hard. Stick, sticking in that analogy, have you seen a lot of guys come into the program and their number change over the course of, you know, from freshman to senior of they come in and maybe they're a guy that likes to be a little bit loose going into the match? Uh, just that's what they feel their best preparation is. And by the time they're a senior, maybe they're going into a match at an eight or nine because they've evolved to the point and, where they know they need to be. smacked in the face. Right. Where yeah. They, they yeah. need to be at that level to be, have more success. I think that, I think it's, uh, you know, it's an ongoing process for your career. So no doubt like that, I think that if we just stick with the number analogy, mm-hmm. that can change. No doubt. Um, because every year, man, you're, you're a different guy. You've mm-hmm. got different match experience, different life experience, you know, the, every, everything affects us as human beings. Might be so, a different weight, might be. Different yeah. weight, you know. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, 100%. I think that always evolves over time. And, and um, you know, a lot of young guys don't even think of it in those terms. So it's just trying to figure out sometimes where is your best, mm-hmm. you know, state. You know, what is really, they may think, well, this is great for me, but you know, we're over rev, we're making too many mistakes, man, you know, positionally. So 
maybe you got to bring it down a little bit. So it, yeah, it's, it's always a process that you just don't take for granted. You don't assume next year, oh, he's this way, we're just going to do this. You yeah. know, it's it, kids mature and grow and more experience and, and, you know, success or adversity, you know, it all, it all can affect you. Yeah. Well, closing out the season with a victory, always a positive, uh, like just been talking about getting the win against Illinois. Winning on dual Sunday. record. Winning, Winning dual record. conference dual record. Uh, yeah. Big, yeah. That was I was like I said that was that was big. You know, I yeah. I for a team win I, I couldn't have asked. It, we can always ask for more individual wins, <laughs> right. but from a team standpoint, really great note for us to really kind of unite as we get ready for Big Tens. But over the course of the entirety of the season, you've seen some incredibly tough opponents: Minnesota, Iowa, Nebraska, Wisconsin. Vegas, Arizona State, Arizona State early yeah. in the season, went out to Vegas. Midlands, I mean, your team has been extremely battle-tested, and you have to feel at least good in this going into what what's coming on deck, at least good in the sense that this team has seen what they, or they should be able to, you know, kind of replicate what they're going to see in the next couple weeks. They're not going to be blindsided by the talent that they'll see at Big Tens and at Nationals. Yeah. Um I've probably mentioned this before, but it's it's on our uh, manual for the team manual, and it's you know right there in front, always center. It says uh, confidence built through preparation, and I consider your schedule part of that preparation, right? right? The preparation of nationals is is your schedule, and no doubt us being in the Big Ten championships, we're going to see good competition. But then we always throw in these other tough events, you know, the Arizona State duel, for instance, or you know Midlands or at Vegas. So we are we're very battle tested, and and so those guys should draw a lot of confidence from right. that. They're not going to see a level of competition above where we've been. Mm -hmm. So they should feel really confident that, and, and, and almost all of them, right, have had lots of success. You know, they've had big wins. They've had some tough losses, but they know what they have to do. They should have a great sense of what they have to do. So now we know where we've got to be. And so we've got a couple weeks to really tweak and train, and we haven't had a chance to train as much like this. So it's going to be nice to make another push and make another jump in the shape, and that'll, that'll obviously help us make a jump mentally. But, but yeah, they should draw a lot of confidence from um, um, kind of the schedule and the road they've, they've been through. And maybe even some rematches. I mean, obviously, because of the schedule that, that you put together for this season with those, those tough opponents, I mean, they're gonna, we're going to have a lot of, come Big Tens, come Nationals, a lot of seeing Minnesota, Nebraska, and Iowa, and Arizona. Like, we're going to see all those guys again. No doubt. No doubt. It, it, will, pay, it will pay dividends. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing coming up in the meantime, over the course of the next two and a half weeks, is state tournaments. Obviously, huge yeah. recruiting uh, days and, and weekends for you guys as coaches. So what's, what's your guys' schedule look like? We now break from this regular schedule yeah. program to bring you <laughs> high school. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, um, we've got it on the board back here. Uh, Illinois and Indiana, the same weekend. This weekend. This coming weekend. This Wisconsin weekend. the following weekend. Ohio in yep. a few weeks. Yep. How, how do you guys, uh, as a coaching staff, break these up, uh, sending, sending uh, different coaches out to different places? Yeah, it's, you know, we were just actually talking about that right before this meeting as well. It's, it's just looking at um, maybe who you're watching, both who's committed and who you're on, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, or who you're wanting to identify. So I might, you know, for instance, I might send AJ, who's a, a lighter weight coach, if we've got some lightweights. Um, in Illinois, he might be going to Illinois, or we might split it. I mean, honestly, because the Illinois uh, State Tournament takes place over multiple days, you know, we've talked about, you know, I'm looking at Friday night. And the fact that it's just in Champaign. Yeah, so it's, it's an hour and a half. Yeah, it's, it's, mm -hmm. a, it's nice an hour and a half from here and yeah, two hours from Indy. So. so it's an hour and a half over. So I might, I might be over there Friday, and AJ, 
Saturday. You know, um, we've got obviously Indiana going Friday, Saturday. So you might see Jake on Friday night down at Indiana and me on Saturday. You know, I'll come back Friday night and I'll go down to Indiana on Saturday as well. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're juggling your, uh, you know, you're juggling your, um, your practices around that. So it, it's just a really busy time uh, for coaches. Uh, I love it personally. I, I mean, listen, the grind is real, you know, and, and I'm not going to tell you that I'm never tired of, mm -hmm. you know, getting back from recruiting and then you got to go into the next thing. But, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the Nationals and Big Tens for us. You, know, you get down to the state tournament, these kids have, have sacrificed and suffered so much. And this is, they're laying their hearts out there yep. for you. So you really love it. Like it's a great environment. It keeps you motivated because you watch these kids just sacrifice everything and go after their goals. And that's, I love that. You know, yep. those are the guys you want in your room, the guys who will suffer and sacrifice and work uh, for something, you know, that, so it, it's an exciting time, but it, it keeps us really busy. You kind of touched on it there. What are you looking for? Like, I don't imagine you go down there and you see a big result and all of a sudden you're interested in something. Like, what are you looking for? Listen, you're obviously looking for, for, for talent, right? There's, there's a minimum kind of, in my mind, you know, and, and different coaches can give you different answers. So there's a minimum that you look for. Like right? to wrestle in the Big Ten, hey, you've got to have some pretty good skill sets. Sure. So you, you, yeah, but once you get past that, uh, man, you're really looking for a work ethic and an attitude because, you know, of everything we've talked about. Um, the grind, it's real. The training required, you, you know, um, there's a, there's a, I think there's a story out there by Mark Schwab who we had in earlier, but you know, you chose a tough sport, you know, kind of a deal, right? Hey, this is required. This is required. Sorry, you chose a tough sport. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing because you chose a tough sport. You are looking for people who truly understand the work ethic and the sacrifice. And, and I even, and it's a strong word, uh, but, but suffering, you know, um, you know, I know coach Ryan uh, at Ohio state's big on that. I'll give him credit for that too, but it's real. Like there is some suffering that has to take place 100%. to get to where you want to be. And so um, you're looking for kids who are all in on that. You know, they want to be tested and pushed in that way um, because they know it, it's going to take them where they want to go. So truly it becomes more about that once you identify sure. uh, the talent, right? Well, it's not. It's not even always about winning, too. That's the other thing, too. Is is you you'll get you'll get kids and you'll get families that they think, well, my kid won. Mm -hmm. my, my kid won. You know, they won. They, they're the best. They won. And yes, that's amazing. They won. They should be recognized for their achievements and so on and so forth. But there's so much that more that goes into recruiting. I and mean, you look at. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna beat this horse a little bit today. Look at a kid like Thomas Panola. Thomas Panola didn't win state title. Mm -hmm. You know, took third. And. But that's not what it was about for I us. Think, I don't think Lighty did either, did he? Lighty won the state no, title. Lighty did his senior year. year. Okay. Yep. Lighty won his senior year. Okay. But I mean, there's guys in our room that you know that didn't win a state title, but they're but they're here because they meet some of those other intangibles, and they have that. You know, they're obviously talented enough to be there, but they meet those other marks and those other that that those other criterias of of the work and the grind and the, and the 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 push and the fight that it takes to be in that room every single day. Yep. Well, that was going to be my uh, part of my question was how much weight do you put in these state tournaments? Because you know it's not like you're waiting until the the championship match to go sure. to go talk to you know the two kids that were involved in that. Uh, but also, wrestling is so so much bigger than just state tournaments. Obviously, state tournaments mm -hmm. are you know a, a peak for a lot of a lot of wrestlers. But there's so many tournaments, so many other types of, of wrestling going on around the country. How much? 
How much weight do you put in specifically these state tournaments that you're going to go up and see in a couple of it's, weeks? It's like anything. It's a piece of the evaluation process. Yeah. Some get more weight than others, uh, and you have to take each individually because you could have an outstanding young man and he wins the state title, but he, he was in a bracket where he wasn't really tested. What does that really tell you? Yeah. I mean, we put a lot of stock in seeing how a young man, when he's tested or there's adversity, how does he react? You know, sometimes the best evaluation is you see a kid get upset. Now he's on the back side of the bracket. And he's got to wrestle three, four, five times to place. And that, that takes some intestinal fortitude. How do you fight? Yeah, how do you fight back through that when you, you know, maybe you just had your heart ripped out. Like you came to win, you got your heart ripped out, you can't win. Now you're on the back side. How are you going to fight? Mm -hmm. And so um, it's a piece. It's a piece of the puzzle. And just like we talk about Cliff Keen or Midlands being a, a big tournament, Right? It carries a little more weight than some other tournaments. It's the same thing for high school. It might be we're going to look at Fargo, you know, out mm -hmm. in freestyle. We're going to look at Flow Nationals. We're going to look at high school nationals. We're going to look at folk style nationals. It's a piece. And so you have to just kind of evaluate it independently and, and, and see what your overall thoughts you know, are uh, of, of the young man you're looking at. Well, it's an exciting time across the country for wrestling, obviously state championships, all, all kinds of championships going on, and not to mention the Big Ten championships coming up in a couple weeks, uh, which we'll have a chance to preview in a couple weeks as well. Uh, don't want to get too much into that until we have you know, some more information, seating sure. and all that stuff. Brackets. There's a lot of information to come on all oh, that. Yeah, a lot of information. So before that, before that, uh, that weekend, we'll have a chance to talk about that. We won't get into any of that today. Uh, but good win this weekend, Yeah, and it should be an exciting next couple Best of weeks. Best of luck to uh, Jay Crundell and Cooper Norrie. They're taking their shot at their state titles in yep. uh, Illinois and Indiana, this respectively. Weekend. So yep. uh, best luck of luck to those guys. We're excited to, we're excited to see them, excited to see them wrestle and, and, and go take their shot. Excited for, you know, like no Coop said, this is, you know, this is what they've been chasing. So Absolutely. Yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. Like I said, it'll be busy because we'll be going back and forth. Uh, watching, um, but but excited to watch, especially a lot of these Indiana kids as they finish up, because there's several. I mean, obviously we have Cooper, who we're really watching close because he we know he's, he's already coming. He's committed. But there's a lot of uh, uh, young men in the state that that we're really paying attention to now, and it's going to be fun to kind of watch them wrap up their season. So everyone out there, be on the lookout for Coach Ursland and the rest of the coaching staff. He doesn't have the beard to stand out anymore. Maybe you can get it back by the weekend? I might, you, you know, it fast. might come back. You know, it won't come back for the weekend. I think uh, maybe a good training beard for March. You think about a playoff thinking beard? About I'm thinking, yeah, like a playoff beard is a good one. I call it a training beard, but I'm thinking March might be a good time to bring it back. Well, if, we'll you, don't, if you don't tune in for anything else next time, tune in to see how the beard's coming along for Coach. <laughs> Absolutely. a beard. Right. Uh, well, for head coach, Tony Ursland, Tanner, Corey, I'm Hunter. Always aggressive podcast. We'll see you next time. As always, we're up. <laughs>